to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. What a busy week it's been for us in the sense of show-wise with all the sports that's going on right now. Yesterday, we did our NBA All-Star Draft. By the way, Ted, you are once again winning in the polls. Somehow, every time you get freaking Team LeBron, just because it's LeBron, you always get the lead. I don't understand it. I can never get no respect. But anyways... The draft was great last night. We'll see how it turns out this weekend. I'm very, I'm looking forward to all this weekend with the UFC fights, a huge card tomorrow, and then you got, like I said, the NBA All-Star Weekend on Sunday. You get the draft, or you get the, the dunk contest, you get the three-point contest, you get the skills, and you get the All-Star game all in one night. So it should be great on Sunday. But we are here because it is that time of year again, ladies and gentlemen. It is NFL draft. I know the draft is late this year. April 29th is round one. So it seems very late, but we're here and we're finally discussing. Last night we came out with our our most recent or our first NFL mock draft. And there were some surprises. Got a lot of great feedback, a lot of comments, and I appreciate all the support. So you can you could subscribe, comment, share, or like, or just give us your take on these on this NFL mock draft. You can follow us at all social media platforms, including Spotify. So, Ted, so go on. Well, here's the thing. We had both done our own individual mock drafts, and we had taken pictures, and we sent to each other to see what we had. But last night's the one that we posted. We didn't post our individual ones, but the one we did last night – was we did it virtually uh, between each other. I, and I, like I told you, I was like, yo, let's just do a round one mock draft. Let's well, just do we it. Did, we did it on the Pro Football Focus website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I had the odds, you had the even, so I had the number one pick, which yeah. is good because just like last year, we both got the pick for like the Jets. I had I had a pick for them and you yeah, had this a year, pick. I got the Jets and this year, and this year you got the Giants. So and we, and we weren't, and listen, I'll tell you one thing, based on Kuiper and McShay's thing, and I didn't go off of them, we were very close on a lot of the teams, and we, we hit on spot on with some of the other ones. Listen, you can make an argument with a lot of the picks, other than the number one pick with Trevor Lawrence, which we all know is the obvious pick, and it's the easiest pick to make. You can make an argument about every other pick with going forward you know we talked about this before i think the the jets are in the are in the toughest predicament of any team because it could change their future for the next six to ten years easily and I'm, glad you brought, I'm glad you brought that up because like we I, I was talking to joe a little while ago about it there's only and mock drafts are mock drafts for a reason you do fantasy mock drafts baseball basketball they're mock drafts for a reason you don't know what's going to happen from here till april 29th we could be having all these picks like there's some picks that people are like wow I, i'm surprised but we don't know what's actually going to happen we don't know if deshaun watson's still going to be houston texan russell wilson sam darnold Jimmy G, just some Dak Prescott. We do not know what anything is going to happen, including what free agency. All that can drastically change from here to April 29th. But like you said, there's only one guarantee in this entire NFL draft. There's 200 and about 50 picks in the NFL draft. There's one guarantee, and that is Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville. Unless Urban Meyer does the unthinkable and doesn't take him or take somebody else, Trevor Lawrence will be going to Jacksonville. Like I said, this is where it gets really intriguing at number two. 
and I had the uh, I had the the honor of taking the number two pick. And this is one of the most this is one of the biggest decisions. And Dan Orlovsky said it best. This is one of the biggest decisions in New York Jets history. And they have to make this. They have to get this right, plain and simple, because you have a quarterback that yes has struggled at times, but let's be honest, guys or ladies and gentlemen, nice to say, who the hell have the New York Jets had? since Sam Darnold has been the full-time quarterback for those New York Jets. They've had the worst offense in the league last year. They've had the least amount of weapons, maybe with besides the Baltimore Ravens and the New York Giants. They don't have any weapons. So this team is drafting at number two for a reason because they've been bad for quite some time. Now the decision is what? Is it to keep Sam Darnold or to trade Sam Darnold? Is it to rebuild or refresh a new regime again with Robert Salah, the new head coach of the New York Jets? I really love that hire. We'll see what happens with that. But what do we do? I went with the surprise because plain and simple, this guy is a nightmare machine. He's a nightmare, plain and simple. You saw him in college. People did not know how to handle him. They knew that 84 was going to get the ball. Alabama knew he was going to get the ball. What did he do? He torched him. He torched everybody when he was on the field. This guy, and with the way tight ends are, and I know that, and the Kuiper and all them say, and they're 100% right. Stop with the, 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 the title, tight end. This guy is the ultimate flex position. When we think of fantasy football, this guy's ultimate flex. He can play the slot. He can play receiver. He can play tight end. And with the way the game is changing and with tight ends now and how important and vital they have become in offenses – you got to give Sam Darnold a chance. And we'll talk about the New York Giants in a little while, too, with Daniel Jones. They have to get this right. They have to surround him with weapons. And you get number two. You take a Justin Fields, Zach Wilson. I just see them, oh, it's another rebuild, and you got to go back to the starting gate, starting gate again. And that's why I took the best player not named Trevor Lawrence in this draft and what most people believe is. And that's Kyle Pitts at number two. I know it's surprising, but, hey, you have to surround this guy with – got to give him a chance, surround him with talent, and the best offensive weapon in this draft is Kyle Pitts, and that's why I went with Kyle Pitts from Florida. Well, here's the other thing. As you know, I'm a Florida Gator fan. So, listen, I watched him and Kyle Trask tear up the SEC this year. And like you said, in the Alabama game, the toughest defense they faced, they knew – they put the best corner on football, which was pass retain on him, and he still couldn't guard him. He's exactly. six He's 265. Listen, folks, Darren Waller has had over 180 catches the past two years. Did anyone see what Travis Kelsey did this year? He would have led the league in receptions and catches, I mean, excuse me, and yards, if he played all 17 games. They they sat him the week 17. Listen, the game has changed. It's about mismatches, okay? that's This is what it's about. You find a guy that someone can't guard, and you look what the tight ends have done. Remember what Jimmy G did for Seattle? I'm in off for New Orleans. Kelsey, Waller, George Kittle. Listen, mm -hmm. the game is changing. There is no titles no more. Here's the other thing. There's no one in this draft offensively like Kyle Pitts. The difference between him and the number two tight end is so far, it's bigger than the state of Texas, okay? <laughs> If you choose one of the receivers at number two, you can make an argument for either one of the three guys that are going to go in the top ten, and that's Jalen Waddle, who's the deep threat guy, Jamar Chase, who might be the most complete receiver, and then Devontae Smith, who is the wild card, who, who literally can do it all. His only negative that people have to say about him is he's skinny. Nah. Similar to what Marvin Harrison, but listen, that don't make a difference. Small mm -hmm. guys, fast guys, it doesn't make a difference. If you can play, you can play the game. Here's the other thing that makes it really complicated. By choosing a quarterback in number two, 
You're pressing you're the able, reset button. You, you're able to control him under a rookie deal, which gives you more flexibility on the cap, which allows you to rebuild. And here's the other thing. It's a new, hold on. It's a new GM and a new coach. And we know, if you know anything about the NFL football, you know anything about football, you know that people like to have their guy. You don't want to take someone else's guy. Okay? You don't want someone else's seconds. You want it to be your first. All right? And, and the problem is, has Sam Darnold – it's not that Sam Darnold can't play. But as Sam, sometimes a change in scenery is what's best for him and the organization because he has been so crumbled that he needs. Well, listen, a change in scenery, moving from Connecticut to Florida, change in life, change in scenery, something to rebuild. What my thing is this: Sam Darnold. For you, Ted, I would ask is does the any of these quarterbacks, if you wanted to press the reset button, whether that's Fields, Wilson, or even Trey Lance. Are these guys better than Sam Darnold? And does they, do they give them the best chance to compete in a very tough division with two teams that the Buffalo Bills were just in the AFC title game? The Miami Dolphins could make a huge splash in the next month if they decide to go all in on Deshaun Watson. So, And you still always got Bill Belichick in the Pats. Are you willing to reset again and give these guys and say, this is the guy that's going to give us the best chance to win? I just, well, I don't well, here's know. Here's another thing. If I can't see Zach Wilson or Kyle or just even Justin Fields or Trey Lance going into New York and and making them competitive. Well, you got to give Sam Darnold at least some weapons. You got. Well, here's the thing. He's going into his fourth year. Okay, he's going into his fourth year, which yeah. you know this because we're a giant guy. So they haven't given him the extension for the fifth year, which yeah. I don't know if they have to do it by the start of the season or if they can wait till next season or do it during the season. Cause I would do it in a wait and see thing. If I don't know what the spe uh, specifications are, but if they can wait till like the mid season, but like, if he's kind of, you know, kind of crap in the bed, say they go with, like what you think, you go with the pits or you trade back and you get some mm -hmm. more assets. Right. And you give Sam Darnold a bunch of weapons and it just doesn't pan out next year. If they cannot uh, extend him, then do so. Listen, I give Sam Darnold another year and give him an opportunity to build with weapons. Give him one more shot. Here's the other thing. If we've learned anything about the NFL draft, if a quarterbacks, if quarterbacks go one and two, or say whatever the top two quarterbacks go in the top 10, usually 10 out of 10 times. And I say, usually the second quarterback usually fails. One of the two is going to fail. And if you if you just look at it, you would say Trevor Lawrence is not going to be the guy that's going to fail. There was Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin III, okay? Robert Griffin III was the Heisman Trophy winner. He was the splash guy. If you remember at Baylor, he lit it up. He was unbelievable that year. Electrifying. Andrew Luck and him. Well, how did the two careers pan out? Robert Griffin III was a one-hit wonder and disappointed. Well, had an yeah, we have to also take I know, I know, but listen. A serious, unfortunate injury. Part of the game. And Andrew Luck led the Colts each year in his first three years to a to a playoff game and went to the wild card, then went to the division round, and then lost in the AFC championship game. And we know if Andrew Luck was still playing, he would be one of the three best quarterbacks in football right now, especially oh, yeah, with the talent that's on the Colts right now with that offense line and running game. With that being said, I think you have to stick to what you said, Trev. you got to go with the best weapon. If it is Kyle Pitts that tight end, you live with it. Now, plus we got the 23rd pick, and we also went, and you had that, we went also offense to add to this, to this lack of offense and we went Travis Etienne so we wanted to well, the reason we went and this can change like we said from here to April 29th a lot can drastically change but we went in the in the direction of got to give this guy at least one more year give him some weapons and then if he still stinks if he can't perform 
then okay. You have now, to think move about on. This. now, if you're a Jets fan, think about this. You've got a good amount of salary cap, right? So you're mm-hmm. going to stick with Sam Darnold. I'm just going to give you this as a thought process. And I read this on a couple mock drafts. And Say Carolina calls up and they want the number two pick, right? You fall back to number eight. No big deal. This is what Carolina is going to offer you. Because if, this is a, if I'm the Jets and I'm Joe Douglas, this is what I say. Well, first, I'm starting with your eighth pick, which is obvious. That's duh. Then I want Christian McCaffrey. I want your running back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I want next year's first round pick. All right. That's probably just a start. And we'll see, we'll work our way. But here's the thing. If you're the Jets, right? So I'm going to get the eighth pick, which means I still can get one of the three receivers. Maybe I get Kyle Pitts. Maybe he falls. Maybe he doesn't. All right. Say you get one of the receivers. Say it ends up being Devontae Smith. So I'm going to get Devontae Smith I'm gonna, with the eighth pick. I'm going to have Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. one of the best running backs in football, if not the best running back in football. And then I got some salary caps. So what am I going to do with that? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to give Allen Robinson a call. And I'm going to go get another number one receiver. Now I'm going to have Allen Robinson. I'm going to have Devontae yep. Smith. I still have Denzel Mims. Okay. I believe I still have Jamison Crowder. So now we got four good, re- legit receivers. I got a slot receiver. I got a deep threat. I got a number one. I got I got playmakers. And I have Kish- Christian McCaffrey. And to, not to mention, I still have the 23rd pick to do whatever I want with. I can take the other assets and move up and get another defensive player to change the game. You can do a lot of things with this number two pick. That's, 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 that's what makes it so much fun. And that's why they have to make a decision soon because the Dolphins follow them. And if they don't, Carolina could make the same move I just talked about with Miami Dolphins, and they could be looking at maybe Christian McCaffrey because they can use a running back too or a quarterback. Well, like I said, the Jets are – that's where everything starts. They have one of the most intriguing picks of this entire draft and the big, maybe one of the biggest picks in franchise history in the past 40 years. So they have to hit this out of the park, whether it's Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, or one of these weapons, Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddell, uh, Jamar Chase, or Devontae Smith. They have to do, figure out something soon enough. Like I said, there's a, a whole other month and a half until this draft, so a lot can change. Let's get into the other New York team quickly, and then we'll close out with probably the biggest surprise of this first-round mock draft that we did 1.0. And, Ted, you had the honors of that big blue pick, and this is a very similar situation like the New York Jets. The Giants are in a tough situation because they have to know. Now they give all the reports, oh, Daniel Jones is our guy. Okay, fair enough. That's fine. He's got eight games left to prove that he is. Now, you went with a a bit of a surprise here, I thought. I saw that you went with the edge rusher over a receiver. Now, this is a team that needs weapons, and we saw this is one of the worst offenses. Excuse me. One of the three best receivers were not available, so that's why I chose that. Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle were all gone based on our mindset. Now, if one of those guys is still sitting there at 11, I run up to the board and take them because we know we need a number one receiver. We know that. That's that's the obvious. We haven't had a number one receiver since Odell Beckham left. The other move, and I thought about it too, and I think about it even more so now, is the pick that went afterwards is Patrick Sertain. Okay? If he's sitting there at 11, I might think about him. Yeah. Because now I have two bookend, bookend cornerbacks with Patrick Sertain and Bradbury. We know we need a number two cornerback. Okay? Yeah. I know we have other pieces. I know we have other guys. And you say, but they're okay. They're okay, guys. Okay, they're fill-ins, they're nickelback guys, they're slot guys. They're not a number two. If I could have two shutdown corners, that changes the game for me, especially with the defense with 
uh, defensive coordinator Farrell and Joe Judge and the, and the mindset, we can do much more. Because now you can play much more man coverage, you can blitz more, and and it gives you more opportunities. But I chose the edge pass edge rusher because we know we have the big guys up the middle, and our biggest nemesis is we don't have any speed. Someone that can get around the corner since we let go JPP. You know what I mean? Olivia Vernon never really filled that slot. JPP was that guy. So I went with with uh, Pay because I just felt that he has a lot of upside. And I love his athleticism. And I did not like Gregory Rousseau from Miami sitting out a year. Listen, I don't like guys sitting out a year. I think that affects you. Don't tell me you got better as a football player sitting out a year. That, 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 you get better by being on the field, not sitting out. So... Listen, I know his numbers don't jump off the board if you look at his numbers. I just like his athleticism, and I think the Giants need some athleticism on the pass. You Listen, a DN that can run 4-4 around the bend, you know, you make fun of Montez Sweat a couple years ago when he had faster than 90% of the running backs in that combine when he ran a 4-4-5. Guess what? He didn't really have a great rookie year, but if you look at where he's gone in the last couple of years, he's gotten better and better and better, and he's one of the better defensive ends in the NFC. Oh, yeah. I mean, um. I, I know that the three receivers were gone and even Pitts was gone at that time. I mean, I would consider the kid Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. I was watching a lot of tape of him. I, I mean, I see why. No, I mean, I don't think, I don't think it is because of the fact that he's got the breakaway speed. He's got good size. He's got they a don't even have him in the first round. A lot of, t- a lot of, I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's crazy that he's not in the first round. I mean, we had him going to Arizona at 16 with adds some more weaponry to that already pretty solid offense. I, I just think the kid Bateman could be a very solid pro in this game. Not and, at 11. Not at 11. I think that's way too high. He doesn't, he doesn't jump off the board to me. And dominate the game the way the other three receivers. I mean, he was. I mean, if you remember, I mean, if you remember him, his it wasn't Beckham eleven. Wasn't Beckham eleven? No, he was a uh, twelve. Twelve. Okay, twelve. Yeah. My my thing is with Bateman. If you remember him, not last year, the year before when Minnesota was really good, he jumped out as one of the best receivers. They also had Tyler Johnson. They also had Tyler yeah, Johnson. Tyler Johnson because, no, but no, but that's true. But Tyler Johnson, you know what he did his freshman year? He still had almost 80 receptions and almost 800 yards with Tyler Johnson, who was nasty in college. So he was still really good. He was one of the better players. It's consistent. So even when he got out, when he became the full-time guy, when Tyler Johnson got drafted by the Bucs, he was still a very good player. I just don't see him as number one. Head. I see him as the number two, and I don't need a number two. I need a number one. And, and listen, the Giants are kind of t- caught in a tough spot. Because well, any of these receivers the number one? My question is, let me ask you this quick before we get into our next point. Are any of these receivers true number ones, though? Yes. Absolutely. Why? I mean, the only true number one that I see in this draft is Kyle Pitts. And he's not even a receiver. Oh, oh, oh no. Jamar Chase is a number one. Absolutely, because we we'd really be talking about him if he played this year. But the I understand why he sat out. That's what hurts him is that he didn't get to play a full year. He should have came back and played. I know they, they, didn't, they didn't have they really really had a good team this year. They really didn't have anyone. Listen, Jalen Waddle. The only reason why we talk about Devontae Smith the way we do is because Jalen Waddle got hurt. Jalen Waddle, like personally, I like Jalen Waddle all of all of them because of that breakaway speed. He's a true home run threat. And in this game right now, and everybody says, oh, size and stuff like that. Look at Tyreek Hill. Look at Tyreek Hill. Anytime you can get him the ball, he's a he's a he's a 
catch away from breaking it for a 70 yard touchdown. That's what speed does. That's what Jalen Waddle does. Well, and if I, could, if I would have to do my receiver ranking, I would put Kyle Pitts in that. I would put Kyle Pitts in that because he is a flex. I don't care if he's a tight end. I know the title says tight end, but he is a true flex position guy. He can play the slide, he can play receiver, or he can play tight end. I would put Jalen Waddle next because of that ability with that breakaway speed. But I mean, and speed. The Heisman, the Heisman Trophy winner was no slouch, bro. Oh no, Devontae Smith was unbelievable. I am not taking anything away from that. What he did in the I mean, national he had breakaway speed too. I mean, he had breakaway speed too. And listen, Jamar Chase is no slouch, bro. I mean, he was the best receiver in football a year ago. No, Over all the guys from Alabama that got chosen in number one. You know, and Justin Jefferson, his teammate at LSU, who got drafted in the first round. Jamar Chase is a really good receiver class this year. Like, you know how you get some hit and misses with receivers. Like, this is a good quarterback class. This is a good receiver class. This is not a really good tight end class. And that's why whoever gets pits in a team that needs uh, tight end help, and the Giants could use weapons all around, this is a true, this is a, I mean, a bad draft for tight ends, a great draft for receivers. You got great depth also in the second and third rounds. And we haven't even talked about all those. But I think Rashad Bateman gets a little disrespected because because it's not Jalen Waddle, it's not Devontae Smith, or it's not Jamar yeah, Chase. Big name player, big name tools. He's in tier two. He's a tier two. He's closer to Kadarius Tony, Rondell Moore. That's where he fits. Um, the kid Moore, Elijah Moore from Elijah yeah, Moore. Yes, that's where he is. He's a number two. Now listen. That's not a bad thing, okay? Because we had the same knock on DK Metcalf and we won the second round, and we know DK Metcalf AJ is, Brown. A really, is a really good Brown, AJ Brown. So, mm-hmm. but I like those guys in the second round. I think that you got to understand when you're in the first round, you're trying to get a tier one guy, you're trying to get an impactful guy. I don't think Bateman's an impactful guy, especially at 11. I would say, listen, if the, the Giants are sitting at 20, 25, somewhere around there, then yeah, absolutely. But 11, listen, you're looking for an Odell Beckham, you're looking for an Aaron Donald, you're looking for a dominant player. You listen, hey, maybe the Giants trade back. If the Giants want, maybe, maybe New England, there's a quarterback sitting there, and New England calls the Giants and says, All right, we know Joe Judge, we got a connection. Giants go back to 15. When New England comes up to 11, they grab a quarterback, the Giants back to 15, and maybe you take Bateman. Maybe you take, maybe you take another. I'm saying receiver, and I know all of them are gone, is just because of the same thing with Sam Darnold. Got to give uh, Daniel Jones some sort of weapons to see yeah, what you, he- don't, you don't have to get into the first round because if you've seen a lot of the top receivers this year are not first round receivers Tyreek no. Hill was a late round Devontae Adams was a late round DK Metcalf late round um you know these guys are not sometimes the best receivers are not found in the first round you know is- yes you have special ones like Julio Jones and AJ Green I don't think we have one of those guys in this draft but doesn't mm-hmm. mean those guys can't be that guy you know no. what I mean I'm glad you. I mean, that's there's a lot going on. We don't know what the Giants. All depends on free agency. If the Giants get one of the big receivers, Galladay, Allen Robinson, that all can drastically change. Glad you brought up the Patriots and why I'm going into our final point. This is one of the big surprises, and I saw a lot of people give comments and stuff, and were shocked by this. I had Mac Jones falling all the way down to 28 to the New Orleans Saints. Now, why did I do that? I do not see Mac Jones going in the top 10. I know people are. People say he might, he may very well be going in the top ten picks. The only team I see in the top fifteen, if what, what hold it. So we had Zach Wilson go to Carolina at four. We made a trade. The only really big trade was Atlanta 
and um, Zach Wilson. I had Justin Fields going to Atlanta. So and Trey Lance going to Denver. So the teams that we that really needed a quarterback, the Jets, they decided to go Pitts. The Panthers, they go Wilson. Justin Fields is in Atlanta. That's a team that could look for a quarterback, could go differently. Trey Lance is another team. Denver is another team that needs a quarterback. And then the only team that I saw outside of the top 10 was the 49ers at 12, but I think the other team was the only other option that I had. The reason why we had Mac Jones falling so far, unless somebody trades up, there's only one team that I really can see taking it if he falls out of the top 12. And you just said it. Mac Jones going to the New England Patriots. Washington, the only team that I can see. Hold on. That's the only team that I can see taking Mac Jones if he falls out of the top 10. I do not see the 49ers taking him. I see the 49ers. They're losing um, Richard Sherman. They're going to lose their second corner. So they need cornerback help. They need secondary help. That's why we went Patrick Sertain. Mac Jones to New England seems like it could be a match made in heaven. That's where the only that's where I really debated and said I know you had um you had this pick because you were the odds. And but I w- if I was there, I would have seriously contemplated going Mac Jones at 15. Maybe Washington is another team that you can possibly think of. That's the only two teams that I would see inside out from 10 to 20 was those two teams. That's why, other than that, I had him falling to 28. Now, does that gonna happen? Most likely not. But those are the two teams I seriously considered drafting Mac Jones that need quarterback help. And we talked about this yesterday on the car ride home when I was coming back home. I said, listen, there's nothing against Mac Jones. He had a phenomenal season. But let's be honest, folks, okay? He has two number one receivers that are going to be drafted in the top ten. And then when he played a little bit last year when two was out, he had two more first-round picks that got drafted in the first round. And don't forget, he had the best running back in the country. He also has – he had the best offensive tackle in Alex Leatherwood, who won lineman of the year. He had the best center in football, in college football this year. Yep. He has the best offensive line. He had the best coach. Mm-hmm. He also has one of the best defenses, which means is you're usually winning majority of the games, which means you play ahead, which mm-hmm. you run play action pass off the running game because everyone has to respect Najee Harris in the running game of Alabama. And then you hit the deep play threats. If you watch a lot of the games, he was never pressured much. You never saw him under duress, and when he was, it was never like like he would as being a rookie quarterback on a bad team. The pressure that you're going to face as an an NFL quarterback. He sits back in that pocket like Tom Brady used to sit back in New England and just like, yep. Listen, doesn't mean he's a bad player. He could be a tremendous player. He could be the next Tom Brady. Supposedly, he's super smart. That's great. Can that reflect on the football field? My other question, why I didn't go with New England choosing Mac Jones is the Patriots are going to get back eight players from their COVID list. They're going to have a veteran team. you got a Bill Belichick team. I think they bring back Cam for another year on a good, another good day. I think Cam wants to prove it. He was last year. I think the COVID affected him, affected him as, I mean, as he was playing well up until he got COVID. So he led the league in rushing touchdowns as a quarterback. I believe he had 11 or 12 rushing touchdowns. With that being said, I don't see New England starting week one with a rookie quarterback. I see them starting with Cam Newton or a veteran quarterback, maybe Marcus Mariota. Maybe they make a trade that we're 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 not ready for. 
but I don't see Mac Jones yet because I'm not sure if that's the offense they want to see. Maybe they still say, I want a quarterback that ha- gives us more versatility. Maybe like Justin Fields, maybe like Trey Lance, where I could sit Trey Lance behind Cam Newton for a year, run a similar offense. So, God forbid Cam gets hurt or something, you could bring him in and the offense never changes. Also, the reason why I have Mac Jones going, falling down is. Just look at the type of quarterbacks that are in the NFL right now and look at the transition we're making into a new era of quarterbacks. Mac Jones is not really known for his running ability. He's more of a pocket passer. He's probably the only pocket passer in this entire draft. Trevor Lawrence has mobility. Zach Wilson has mobility. Justin Fields is the most uh, athletic quarterback in this draft, and Trey Lance can move as well. Trey Lance I, might be the most athletic quarterback, bro. I would say I, I'm still going. I'm, I'm still going to go with Justin Fields. He's a better passer than Trey I'm Lance. I'm still going to go with Justin Fields. But like I said, the quarterbacks were transitioning into a whole different era. You need to have some sort of ability to move out of the pocket and make great plays. Mac Jones, when he had time in the pocket, he was unbelievable. But guess what? Anybody is great when they have all day. You want to say that, oh, an offensive line is not important. Just go look at Patrick Mahomes a month ago. The great Patrick Mahomes. Well, he got his ass kicked. He, he could still move around in the pocket. Mac Jones doesn't have that great of ability. He's got, a, a, he's got the accuracy. He's got the arm. He's got the smarts. He's got it all that you want. It's just with the way the NFL is moving, I just don't know if New England wants to go back to that sort of style where they had for the past 20 years with Brady. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But with the way, like I said, the way they're moving on with quarterbacks and the pocket passer, and we talked about this a bunch of times, the pocket passer is starting to go away. It's starting to fade into the sunset. And that's what well, it's coming thing, down to. You still, win, you still win football games in the pocket, okay? It's not about athleticism. Of course. Tom Brady proved that again. Now, but Tom Brady's also the best, and, and when you're smarter than everyone else and you've been there and done that times 10, it makes life easier. Mac Jones could be phenomenal. We don't know that. Listen, a lot of every year Alabama puts tons of players in. I just don't know, if, if especially as a quarterback, if they will succeed because you got to understand that usually they're not the best player on the team. And I say that with respect because of the receivers that Alabama has continuously put in the NFL draft every year. Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, uh, Devontae Smith, Ruggs. I mean, Jerry Judy. I mean, I could, you just keep going on. And then guys another that I'm point, also, Another point, if I want to agree to your statement, is look at Tua. I mean, Tua was unbelievable in college. But he also had all those great weapons and offensive line and defense and always having a lead. Now you look at him in the NFL. He's had some struggles, and to the point where the Dolphins may, I say may, because it's a possibility, maybe they give him another year. I think they should give him another year, but may could very well move on and say, Deshaun, come on to Miami. That's well, all I'm going to say. Well, that, and I think he's he's smart. Was to, hold on. But Tua was really smart, too. Tua was very accurate, made great decisions. But like you said, Ted, when you have – one of the top running backs always in the country, when you have one of the top receiving cores in the country, when you have probably the best line in all of football, and you have a defensive a defensive front, secondary, and linebacking crew all up in the top 10, top five. Oh, and not to mention, you have the greatest coach in college football history. It makes everything very simple and makes everything very easy. So I know people are really high on Mac Jones. Me, I just need to see him 
in an offense or in a system where he's going to have those moments of getting pressured. How does he handle it? And he's got to go to the right system. That's why I could say I could see easily um, New England going with that. I think it would be a perfect match for him because if you bring Cam back, like you said, he can start for a year, give Mac Jones, or maybe he comes in halfway through the season. And then guess what? You give him the go and say, hey, Mac Jones, this is your time. But, like, we have a whole nother month to go. A month and a half, I should say. Usually and then that's really, why free agency, free agency will really oh, yeah, free agency will be because, a huge you know, Who gets the receiver so they won't have to draft? Who does this? Who makes a trade? I still don't think Russell Wilson is going to get traded because of the dead money that is still in Seattle. But listen. I'm still, I'm still going with that. I don't care. I, 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 I just think – I think Russell Wilson's pushing the envelope as hard as he can in the sense that he – listen, let's see what Seattle does. Seattle goes get a guard, Joe Tune, the – Guard from New England, do they resign him? Maybe Winsley, the center from Green Bay, who was the best center in football. What is, you know, it's do they resign Tyler Lockett, who's a free agent? You know, what do they do? What does Seattle do? Do they make a big splash to go get a weapon? Because if you look at that NFC West right now, who's the worst team in that division? Cardinals. Are they? Yeah. I don't know. Could be the That's 49ers. I would say the Cardinals and 49ers are it's very close. It's, but it could be Seattle too. Even, even just like the Rams in Seattle, they're like really right. I mean, well, I mean, Rams, Seattle, Seattle, the Rams are the clear-cut team in that NFC West. Seattle's we'll see what happens with them. I mean, I've been saying for the past couple of weeks, I just don't be surprised if Russell Wilson's not playing in a Seattle uniform next year. That's all I'm going to try to say. But like I said, Will will be back. Much more, a lot coming, baseball preview show coming very soon. The NBA All-Star Game is this weekend, so everybody enjoy that. UFC fans, enjoy a huge card tomorrow. There's a lot going on in the sports world. And the NFL kind of was a down week. It was a quiet week. Not much going on because of the fact that, well, we're still just waiting for the moment of when Deshaun Watson, Wilson, free agency starts March 14th. Next Tuesday or Thursday, they have to put the franchise tags on. Yes, by March next week. March 14th is when the new calendar season starts. Yeah, so but the franchise, tag, the franchise tag is before that. Oh, I know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what Big Blue does. Do they get Leonard Williams signed? A lot is going to happen. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Spotify, Keys to the City, YouTube. You can subscribe, comment, share, like. You know the deal. Ted, have a good day. Bye, Ted. See you, everyone. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements.